Have you been wanting to try new things in the bedroom but aren't really sure where to start? Are you hesitant or skeptical to visit sex stores? If you fit in either of these categories or are just interested in adding to your toy box of goodies, Blexbox is what you need. Blexbox is a curated subscription box with hand-picked sexual wellness products curated with your melanin in mind. Explore new and exciting products without ever leaving your home. It's literally intimacy delivered to your front door. So what are you waiting for? Get your Blexbox subscription now. We're back. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. It's your favorite sister friends, Ashley and Tiffany, with Confessions of Millennial Milfs. Yes, ma'am. What is up? Girl, nothing. Still. Episode two recorded tonight. <laughs> Still quarantining the <laughs> So... I don't know if anybody has been on social media as much as I have. I have never. Well, first of all, everybody live, and so we got to live soon. So probably like next week or something, we can live. But Tory Lanez is the best live. No, well, Club Rona is a good live too, but that's like a live for the freaks. But because Robin, I was watching it last night, like whoa, like a girl was putting a butt plug up her ass, and why were her kids in the room, Tiffany? Oh my god! <laughs> and her grandma. Was it Instagram? Yeah. That page ain't gonna last long, but <laughs> oh my god! But he's smart though. He get on at noon. He get on at midnight. <laughs> but yeah, and then Tory Lanez has been having a great quarantine radio. It's awesome. He uh-huh. has like all the like like the Drake's been up there. Chris Brown, some girls up there was working getting cash outs. I like that was really good. I would have definitely joined recently because Chris Brown paid somebody like ten thousand dollars a few days ago. <laughs> So, like, legit, all I've been watching is, like, Sarah Jakes Roberts, her podcast. Her, I feel like I don't watch every YouTube sermon she has. We have to get in contact with crew season. Who is that? It's like a, they're, like a, they're a visual podcast uh-huh. on YouTube. Uh-huh. Girl. Like, Rob and I watched the other day, and I was like, oh, shit. Because even I'll end up fussing with a fucking episode, because they, like, talk about anything relationship-based. Okay. Your nigga gotta have money to date him. <laughs> Do what you deal with a bitch that ain't satisfying you in the bedroom. Like they talk about all types of shit. And they so like y'all shit male and female. Mandy's been up there. Lex P's been up there. Like it's been a few people. Up there. Yes, girl. We gotta talk about it. We gotta we gotta get in contact with them. Okay. So yeah. So what else has been going on? Hmm. That's it. Like just being <laughs> creative with the kids. Me and the kids had a tea party last Friday. Y'all, Tiffany is just the cutest mom. I'm a cute mom too, but she definitely <laughs> takes the cake. Like, I'm like, look, I know these kids are tired of being in the house. Mm-hmm. I am tired of being in the house. I got to do something that's, like, going to be fun for both of them. So, Carmen had asked about a tea party a couple weeks ago. And so, I was like, that would be perfect. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my job knows that, you know, I got the kids at home. So, yeah. they kind of told us, you know, work work whenever. You know, if you got deadlines, to me, make sure you meet those deadlines. But, you know, do what you got to do. Yeah. So, I was like, at lunchtime, I'm going to take an hour. And we're going to have a tea party. So, y'all, I put a tablecloth down. I got little teacups because, like, I legit got teacups and stuff. No, she did. Oh, antique stuff. So, I got teacups and little plates. And I made sandwiches and cut them in little triangles. And it was I took, so I took coffee. I took a coffee filter and laid it out flat and put the cookies on it. And had a little thing with the chips. And we legit had a tea party. And it was the cutest thing ever. The kids legit enjoyed it. Like, Cam bought his Paw Patrol and his car to the table. <laughs> so, it wasn't too girly. Like, I made sure that nothing was, like, pink or anything. Like, it was a legit That's tea so party. Like, and both of the kids really enjoyed it. So, 
I think we're gonna do a paint and sip this week. You want some easels? With yes, with um some apple juice. So that's gonna be our our um Friday activity for this week. We um allowed Kyla to come to the club with us. Okay, like all of our friends, like not all of them, but a good chunk, all their birthdays are in March. (laughs) So everybody's birthday been canceled. So. We everybody was doing their birthdays via FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Girl, Kyla pulled up to two parties, <laughs> and it's okay because we're home and he's home too. And you know, Kyla's the only child, and right. we're like literally the only people that have kids for the most part. <laughs> that is like in that age group. So Kyla just be one of the homies for real. Like when he show up and stuff, they be like, "Yo, what's up, Kyle? Look at you, big boy." And he be in it, like it, girl. I'm one of the fellas. Like he be chilling. So we had like um one party for one of our friends. Well, my best friend and one of my friends is on the same day. So we went to like one of their little FaceTime parties, and Kyler made his guest appearance on that. <laughs> um, then I think we had another party. He was asleep. No, he made a guest appearance at the beginning, but he fell asleep by the end. And um. We've just been chilling with him. Like, he's been getting super potty trained. Like, today, he's literally been killing it on the toilet. Oh. Like, I was crying. And he... Cry mommy moment. Like, like I get it. Like, for real. I don't have to buy pull-ups anymore. Like, he's... Let me shed go, a tear. Like, I have to use the bathroom, mommy. Daddy, I gotta go to the bathroom. Um, his vocabulary, like, is just shooting through the roof. He's, he's still running through his words a little bit because he talks fast like me. But it's more of, like, a he can get a sentence out way faster now. Or he's cognizant to know, like, oh, shit, I'm talking too fast. Let me slow down. And then That's he'll get really it. That's really good. I've so, noticed that Cameron's speech has improved. Yeah, and I think it's because they're well. around us. Like, they're not around no kids. Yeah. So, um... That's what we've been doing with him. He hasn't been able to go outside because it's like his mother. Once he gets sick, it's a fucking shit show. Um, Listen. But, uh, but he has all my been... natural stuff. Like, I've been... Oh, yeah. Our sea moss is coming in the mail in a few days. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do sea moss, but I finally found some ginger. Like, when all this shit first happened and they first took us out no, of work. I could shit. not find any ginger root. No lemon. Any. No turmeric. Shit that y'all bitches don't ever fucking buy anything. Don't ever buy. now. Which is sick ass. Oh, I was so pissed because I'm like, I buy this stuff every Sunday and it is not in here. <laughs> Y'all don't be buying this. But anyway, I found a new little recipe online. And so what I did, you like, you know, peel the ginger mm-hmm. or whatever. And I put it in a blender in my little mixer mm-hmm. with some bottled water, like halfway full. And kind of make a puree with it. That's good. And then I mixed it in honey. Like raw organic honey. And so I give that to them as, like, their cough syrup. So, like, if we go out and come back in, I make them take a shot of that warm because it'll kill anything that came into the... Like, I've been on it, y'all. Like... You have to be, I saw that, you know, like, breathing in, you know, the hot steam and stuff... Kills anything in your nose, so you know they have a humidifier in there. Girl, you saw my little so every, when they come back in the house, or you know before bed, breathing some of this peppermint oil and this steam. Like I've I've been on it with my essential oils and my organic, you know, roots, and we've been on it. And like so we, it's been bad. Like I'm asthmatic. I have horrible allergies, and I'm asthmatic. So this was like <laughs> I literally haven't been out of my house other than go to the trash can in the mailbox in legitimately three <laughs> weeks. So. And to meet the Amazon man, the DoorDash man, and the Instacart man to door. So, um, because, like, this is a shit show for me. <laughs> <laughs> My immune is like, bitch, don't fucking play with us. Don't do it. <laughs> I know you're bored, but don't fucking try it. So, we will um, sneeze. We will scratch that throat up so fast. Don't you fucking play. So, like, yeah. So, I have I have a handheld. See, I haven't needed a nebulizer in years since I was in middle fucking school. 
So I was gonna buy one, but I didn't. So I have a steamer, and like a like I put my face in the steamer, and then I have a, I have a humidifier, I have diffusers all through the house, and yeah, I've been like getting my fresh air now, which I hate, but I have to, and I have my sea moss that's coming, cause that's good for like your immune, your your energy, um, it's good for hair too. It's like good for like little stuff like energy boost, your immune system, getting better sleep, okay. things of that nature. Um, and like mucus buildup, which I have automatically because of asthma. Right. So I've been on that. And, you know, Kyler's been taking his showers. He's been running a fucking up because <laughs> for kids, Rona only lasts 72 hours because oh, they're I so active. Yeah. Grabbing, I have literally nothing fucking to do here. I only have one child. So I've been looking at everything. So, um, yeah, the last 72 hours, yeah, 79, 72, something like that. And then, um, that's why they, like, we have less, we have more cases, we have cases in, but less fatal because gotcha. they're so active. Okay. Typically, the cases may be fatal because the kid is, like, sick already or has a pre-existing element. Um, us, of course, it lasts 14 days, but once you get it, you're immune. Um, but, you know, water is, like, the biggest thing. And so I've been like, you know, water walk all through the house, but they more so for the diffusers, but still. <laughs> and um, I've been drinking them too. But yeah, and exercising. It's like a big thing to keep us Stay together. active. Drink your water. Like legitly, this is a, a stronger flu. It's an issue because those who have respiratory issues. It just um, makes those issues worse. Mucus building issues, immune deficiencies, like they are the issues. Like, but if you're active, you're drinking water, you can get it and be okay. You just got to do X, Y, and Z as if you had the flu. Yeah. Maybe a little bit harder, but you got to do that. So, yeah. So, what are we going to be talking about today, Tiff-Tiff? Today is, I think, what a lot of you have been waiting for. Overcooked. The overcooked relationships update. So, out of all of our episodes, this is like the hit. I don't know if it's because y'all all was like in a bad place in y'all life. Or y'all always like, somebody finally is talking about shit when it's over and done and we still <laughs> fucking saying it. So, Tiffany was like, you know what, I have had some shit happen recently and I just want to talk about it. Yeah, I felt like, you know, I was open about, you know, the relationship being overcooked, Which but I, I didn't, you. you know, go forward as far as, you know, what's been going on since the release of that episode, I guess, you know? She's had a lot of development. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I know about the little Grand Theft Auto situation, but <laughs> I have to call it that. Like, <laughs> that's the only way to make it funny. But um, speaking of that, the police recovered the vehicle the week after the insurance company declared it a total loss. The vehicle was towed to my home so that I could get the remainder of my shit out of the car. Where was it at? They found it at the flea market, bitch, on Jeff Davis. Okay, yeah, but anyway, so the the police found it. It was towed to my house. So I could get the rest of my stuff out of it, and the insurance company was gonna come pick it up the next day. Cause like I said, they considered it a total loss. They had paid it off. It's right. their car now. Do y'all know that by ten thirty that night, the fucking truck was gone from in front of my house. <laughs> they came back and stole the shit again. The people that stole it stole it. Again? Yes. Shut up. So, yes. So it started all over again. Well, at, so when I called the police. So maybe they knew. 
It gotta be somebody living in the neighborhood. It gotta be. And saw that the vehicle wasn't where they left it. Oh, let me ride back by her house. It gotta be there. Because the insurance company declared it a total loss. The vehicle doesn't belong to me anymore. It belongs to the insurance company. So police wouldn't even let me file a police report. But you got your stuff out, right? Yeah. I had already got my stuff out. That's scary, though. Like, why are you coming to my shit, stealing my shit? Like, I mean, like, why they, are you, you think it's yours? So this is the thing. Shit. It's not yours. So, you fucking stole it from the beginning. When when they took the car, both the kids' car seats were in there. I had some shoes in there and some sodas in the in the trunk. Some six-packs. Tell me why. They drunk the six-packs. Everything was still in the car what? except the six-packs and one of the car seats. So they got a kid. And they needed one of the car seats, but the other one was in the way. <laughs> like, I can't make this shit up, y'all. Like, some people are some fucking ignorant. I bet you there's some niggas. Some straight niggas. Hood rich. Niggas. It gotta be. Hood poor. Who steal a fucking car back after you got. <laughs> Why are you selling it back? <laughs> like, listen to what I said, y'all. Stealing it back. Stealing it back. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Stealing it back. It was caught and you brought it. You stole it again. You again. With your dumb ass. <laughs> Like, I can't make it up. I can't. People just like stupid. Well, okay, so yeah. So, I guess what the best way to do this is just to, you know, do a week-by-week timeline of since, you know, everything has happened. So, first... So, our episode, our first episode was released on... It was released, like, the week of our birthday. So, so February the 8th, I think. Yeah. Was, no, the 7th was that Friday. Mm-hmm. That was when our first episode was released. On February the 9th, I gave him the letter basically explaining, like, you know, although, you know, this is how I've been feeling, like, this is what I want to do moving forward. Like, I can't be in this, you know, anymore. Like, there was a a well-written letter because I felt like that was the best way for me to say everything I needed to say without, one, being interrupted and, two, being disrespectful because... I don't know if y'all know, you know, me well enough yet, but I do value, you know, I care about people's feelings and Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to intentionally hurt anyone's feelings if it doesn't need to be, you know. So that was that. So he read the letter and I don't know, he kind of just went silent. Like he left for a few hours and that was that. So he came back and he was kind of upset and, you know, we kind of talked a little bit, and that was that. That week, from Monday the 10th, it was just super draining. Like, being in a house with someone who is, <laughs> is like, literally draining all of your energy because they can't accept the that fact. That shit is literally poison. It's like... It- when you're so connected with someone, I think becoming connected with them with having a child. I but I'm like that with any like anyone I, that you care about. I'm I, I care about their feelings right. in there. Even right. even if even in this situation where we are separate severing ties, right? I like I still care. Sure I, I still care about your feelings, yeah. and so the fact that you're not okay, I can't be okay. Cause yeah. like, yeah. how do you walk around somebody being okay? And they're not. Yeah. Because then, yeah. like, you're a bitch and you just really don't give a that's fuck. That's true. And that's not me. That's true. So that first week was, it, it was tough. Like, I cried in the shower a lot. I cried in the car a lot. Like, it was just draining. Because I think 
for you, you knew what you wanted to do, but to see his response, it's like, is this really what I should supposed to be doing? Right. Like, is, this is what I want to do, and I know it's supposed to be doing it, and it's right, and but I, I know that. I know how he feels about, you know, I know how he feels about me, and I know how he feels about his children. Yeah. And so I knew that it wasn't going to be easy for him to really accept, but, like, I didn't expect it to be like that. Because yeah. there are some underlying situations where, like, he kind of knew that this would eventually happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so I kind of expected him to take it better than he did. Like, I, I expected him to be like, okay, cool. I get it. Yeah. And it wasn't like that. And so the fact that he was in such a weird space, like, it kind of like, I didn't know how to respond. Yeah. I didn't know how to. How to deal. Like, yeah. how to take him. All right, so in the second week, that's the week that the car was stolen. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. When she texted me, it was like, I don't know what we were planning on doing that day. I don't know what it was. Like, we were all, was, it was, it was um, Monday the 17th. It was a holiday. President's, President's day. day. We were at home. Like, Tiffany and I do a lot of shit together. For one, because we're both moms, we're best friends. Like, we do a lot of shit together. So, we're literally separate. We're literally, like, the same person. So, when she texted me, I was like, she's fucking making this shit up. I don't know what she's got to do today. She's going to fucking do it, but it's okay. And she was like, no, actually, the car's gone. And I was like, oh, this is for real, for real. So, I'm like, wow, when did she tap into virtual Grand Theft Auto and fucking tell me? Because I would love to get some prostitutes and get paid. <laughs> get some fucking coins. Okay, so... I don't know, like, the car was stolen, so I was kind of upset about that, so. Which, you had, y'all both had the right to be upset, and shit happened the fucking worst time. Right, like, Y'all, the shit got stolen with kids out of school, so you know my, here my ignorance. No, the kids was still, the kids no, was still No, it was a holiday, they weren't in school, though. No, they still had school. Oh, they did. So right. I was like, Tiffany, ain't no fucking kids out. <laughs> so, so the Wait, was they out of school? No, they were off. Remember? Because I said that. That's right. Because I responded, I was like, well, who the fucking kids? Who ignorant ass kids? <laughs> Cold call village. Like, I was giving out all these fucking random ass parent names. And she was like, um, Ashley, the kids are out of school today. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so the second week, the week that the car was stolen. That was a mess. That week, he was just angry. So, like, I legit feel like he was going through the stages of grief. Like, when I yeah. wrote when I wrote this that down. Right. When I wrote so this is, down yeah, and was really looking at how things went, like it was legit the stages of grief. Like first he was sad and then the second week he was angry. So the second week is like I said, the week that the car was stolen and the week that Ashley and I recorded episode four. Mm-hmm. So we, like I said, we usually record on Wednesday night. So I came over, we recorded and that night when I got home, um, things got, things got physical. He was, up when I got home and he started an argument and again I'm trying to be respectful because I know that myself that you know I can say things and they come off this is where Tiffany and I are the same person I can say some shit and cut you in your fucking liver I don't give a shit I slice your heart up and eat it for dinner but I I don't don't do it unless I absolutely have to that I have no regard Tiffany does have regard (laughs) even though he was like coming at me and was you know trying to argue I was still trying to be very very respectful because I didn't want I didn't want things to get ugly right right and 
I don't know what it was that I said. And, you know, that's not an excuse. Like, no matter what I say or what I do, he shouldn't put his hands on me. But it happened. And, like, it was, it was, he didn't hit me. But, like, I had bruises and shit. Like, I had a little scratch on my leg. Had some bruises. Yeah. I I had bruises and shit. So, Tiffany, I don't think Tiffany understood how close we really were. (laughs) So, I think when this happened, Corona was here already, right? Yeah, but, like, we were still working and stuff. Like, it was in the news. But people was, like, starting to, like, set up for, like, fucking World War Three basically. So... We were, like, all starting to get little tidbits, like, like, work from home, shit like that. Her and I were trying to figure out how we were going to handle this. Like, we were just trying to, do, it was just a bunch of shit. Like, I knew she had a lot of shit going on. We were already in work, so, like, you know, getting stuff set up that's going to, so you're going to start hearing going forward. We just had a lot of shit happening at the same fucking time. And Tiffany and I talk every fucking day. If we do not talk every day, it's a problem. <laughs> Even if it's for five milliseconds, we talk every fucking day. So, I was like... I haven't talked to this bitch. And then I talked to her, she didn't really fucking short with me. And it's not that she's being short, she's just being, like, off. I went to school for psychology. <laughs> Rob tells me all the time I should have been fucking Madam Cleo. Because I probably had shit. But she went to fucking jail. And I don't know what she did. And I don't feel like I should follow her. But I'll be on it. Like, she knows me, y'all. Like, like, I think, like I said that in the, like on the friendship episode, like, I know my friends. Like, if we close like that, I fucking know you. So when you just start being weird you like crack it like if you're a jokester and you're not a jokester but you're a jokester all of a sudden like it's just i don't got time for the fucking um deflecting (laughs) i be knowing so her she was just like really short she was really short really calculated i'm like yo she is being really like saying what she gotta say to make sure i don't ask her like you good because i will ask you that like this morning no yesterday morning took her 75 hours to respond back to this good morning text. <laughs> and we were in a group chat. And I had to text her outside of group chat. I'm like, are you good? <laughs> are you mad at this bitch? Like, what's going on? Because why are you playing <laughs> text? Like, I'm it and I ain't know. Like, on Facebook, what's up? But she was like, no, nah, girl, I can fucking swamp that work, girl. I'm good, though. I'm like, okay. Because I'm, I'm, right. I'm about to be in Petersburg. Keep fucking playing with me. But, yeah. But I knew something was wrong with her because I hadn't heard from her. And then when I did, she was just being short. But then she told me. Um... I, I kind of messed my notes up, but yeah. Anyway, so the fact that things got physical, I I didn't really realize how bad situations were still kind of in the back of my mind. So transparency moment. I was in a, my previous relationship was kind of physical. Like when, go <laughs> see. And so my my previous relationship had some aspects of physical abuse in them. And I hadn't really thought about them. I guess I had, you know, legit suppressed, you know, some of those memories until these things, you know, happened. And, like, I really remember how bad things got before. And, like, I was really fucking triggered. Like, so were you, were you in a mindset, like, what is going to happen to you? Like, let me... Exit stage left. I was just in a mindset like I gotta do what I gotta do to protect my inner peace because I felt myself shutting down. Like I felt myself going into a a weird mental space. Like you said, I wasn't reaching out to you. I already knew something was wrong. I'm like, I, I didn't know it was like nine. Nah, you, you didn't know what, like in that what minute, it was, but you knew but, something. Yeah. So like I wasn't reaching out to you, yeah. my you know new little friend. Like I wasn't really reaching out to him. Yeah. 
And so, like, I, I was legit shutting down because I... It scared you. Right, it, it did. Like, no matter what we're going through as a couple... Oh, shit. No matter what we're going through as a couple... You're still supposed to be my safe space. If right, we're like together or not. You're my kid's dad. Like, yeah. we, we've been together for six years. And, like, no matter what we're going through, like, you put your hands on me. Like, and it, yeah. and it ain't even that deep. Yeah. Like, yeah. it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. That's, that's. And so. That's still a problem. And I think, like, when you told me, I was like, uh-uh, girl, hold up. <laughs> put fucking Vaseline on because <laughs> this motherfucker, bro, let's go. So he was like, you were like, no, it's okay. But I can understand your mental because y'all never had that. Right. So, like, for me. And it's it's crazy because the last relationship, it was the same. Like, I was trying to leave him. I was trying to end a relationship. And you put your hands on me. So it's like, why is it when I try to leave? You want to show your ass. You got to put your hands on me. Like, that's not going to make me stay. Yeah. And, you know. And the fact that it was the exact same. Not the the physical was the same, but the situations were the same. Like, I was. That's a trigger. Leaving both. Like. Yeah, it it was very. It's a trigger. And it also makes you feel like, okay. It has you second guessing your decision making. Because it's like, okay. I'm doing what I know is right. I'm, you know, pretty much. Not if I haven't verbatim, I've written it out like this is why it's right. You know, pros and cons. I do it, and then I get I've something bad. I've explained to you why. Because the main issue with anyone's leaving a relationship is the lack of communication, the lack of it explaining what the reason is for the leaving. Right. That's usually no matter male or female, they're always fucking bitching about why they didn't know. So you cover those bases. You set guidelines. You set expectations. Of what's going to happen next? You just get into a pissy fit, and this is what you do. Right. So, it has you then thinking, like, so, and then for this to be a prior situation to a different person, different circumstance, why is it continuing to happen? Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of, it kind of makes you, it shouldn't, but it does naturally. It makes you afraid, like, maybe I'm not doing something right. Like, what is it that I said? What am I missing? That Yeah, like, what, what is it? But you have to also understand, we cannot control people. That's true. And sometimes... I'm a strong believer in this. I've seen it with my own past relationships. I feel that a lot of men, I'm pretty sure it's a lot going to disagree, but men-wise anyway, but you can get in a relationship with someone and it's going to take something harsh, something traumatic, something scary for you to really know who that person is. Yeah. Um, I've had situations with prior men before I got with Rob. Like, I've been in a recent relationship. The nigga did not show me that he was abusive. Similar to your situation until I was ready to go. And it's like a... It's a strike of the ego. It's why a do they feel of, like that's going to make us stay? Now I'm going to fucking run in with my dad. Right, like, I don't want to fucking be with you. Because I know that if any time the things are not your way, you're going to fucking try to put your hands on me. Like, I literally, I think, in his, him and I aspect. So he was in the military. He went away. And I think for you... I already knew that I didn't want to you be in this you relationship. You didn't want to be in it. And so the fact you that have you, children, but it don't require y'all to be whole. The fact that you put your together, hands on me lets me know that done. I never want to be in that relationship again. Like it, it would never work again. Like at this point, we can only be co-parents. Like and when like, you told me, I just was like, you know, this has nothing to do with you, right? And you're like, yeah, I know. I'm like, that's all I want to know. Like I think a lot of women have an issue where 
it becomes a me. Like when it happens no. to me, like I just knew it was me. Like, what if this tomorrow? Maybe I embarrass him in the book. The bitch, he's stupid. He shouldn't have done it. Regardless. He put himself there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so But yeah, so like it was just like I said, very it was very triggering. Like it brought back a lot of, of shit that I didn't For remember. it to happen similar. Right, and they well, that's the thing. Honestly. So like that was the only part that I remembered from the past one. Right, right. Was the time when I tried to leave and, you know, he put his hands on me. But after this happened, like, I was legit, like, thinking back. To and, everything like, that's happened. To everything that had happened. And, like, there were some, me and the previous guy, like, we legit fought one night. Like, we fought because I didn't want to drink with him. Like, yeah. And it's it's crazy how you suppress memories. You do because and like I I and it takes something crazy. It takes something crazy. Like I've heard about you, you, you suppress memories yeah. and like you just legit don't remember it happens and then something will trigger you yeah. and like legit I I believe this shit now because like I legit forgotten about that night. Yeah, yeah. And like now I can like close my eyes and see that shit vividly and like it's scary. You know, here we are a few weeks later, and, you know, I'm okay about it. Like, yeah, I still cry when I talk about it, but yeah. it's not something that I think about all day. But, like, the couple of, the week after that shit happened, like, I was not, yeah, I was not right. Like, dude, stop talking to me. He was like, I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to get your stuff together. But, like, you, but I wasn't able to communicate that. And it's like, how? This, how? How do you communicate that with somebody new? Like, And I don't want to scare you. I don't want to tell you some shit like that. And you be thinking I'm dating fucking um, oh, like she just, Big Worm. She like, just, you dating, I'm dating some nigga that's fucking well, temperamental. I, I didn't even think about it that way. But, like, you think that, like... I'm going to run back. Or, or she, like... She, she ain't right. Like, she's broke. Like, yeah. You know? Nobody ever wants to be the broken girl. You don't like it. And it's crazy because for real, for real, we all have had our list of traumas, whether it's relationship, whether it's family, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whatever. But I legit feel like if you aren't honest about those kind of things with the people that you're dating, like. How you going to know who I really am? You, you won't know who I really am. I, I would actually say Rod was the first person I dated where I was honest, like with people in my past. People in my past, people in my current, because I had to be. Right. You ain't gonna know me unless you know my situation. Yeah. And I think we tend to have a we have tend to have a tendency to feel like I ain't gonna tell him that because he gonna be like, nah, she she crazy. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Or she emotional. Or like you just be trying to think about what the person gonna think you gonna be like. But like. So, we actually saw each other face-to-face after the actual physical happened. We spent a week, a night together. Yeah. And I had to tell him because, like, we're going to be in the bed. Like, we're going to be, we're going to be laying here together. Like, he's going to see these bruises and shit on me. Like, I got to fucking tell him. Like, so, that was... That was the moment for me where I knew that I was growing up. Yeah. Because I knew, like, I gotta be honest in this moment. Like, I gotta, yeah. I gotta just tell him what, what's up. Yeah. And he was very understanding. Like, he, you know, I didn't feel judged. 
And that's a good thing. But that's, that's a issue where you can fit like that's a plus. Anytime you're and I feel like this is for anybody. Anytime you're in a relationship and it's building, if you're in a situation where you have to be vulnerable and you feel as if you're being judged, just dead them right there. Like I legit was completely on like To be honest and feel safe is a big thing. I feel safe with him, Ashley. Like that's a good thing. Though. Like I do. Like That's I can. I feel like I can tell him. Any, like I can. I can be vulnerable. Like I can be I like, think, look, I fucked up here. I sh- you, like I can be vulnerable with him and not yeah. feel like I I'm gonna be looked down on. Prior, I think that's a big thing I didn't look for. Right. Like I would never forget when Rob and I first got together. I just was like, this is not gonna fucking last. He's a hoe, <laughs> and I'm confused. And, like, it's just a recipe for disaster. And it's just so crazy. Like, looking at it now, like, we have Kyler. Don't get me wrong. Ship's not fucking easy. <laughs> because I've told anyone this. When I met him, I was in love with two people. Right. Like, when him and I fell in love, like, I was in love with him and I was in love with somebody else. And that was just as real as it can get. And all of my friends was like, bitch, you fucking told me you were still in love with somebody else. But I just feel like I have to tell him. I've been in situations like this before and I've never said anything, but... I don't know. I can't figure it out, but I have to. I I just gotta tell him. I can't tell you why. I don't know, but I need to tell him. And you feel safe. Yeah, like I just to I gotta honest. tell him. Like I don't like. I mean, like how he respond? What the fuck he say? If you were young and stupid, then this is fucking six years ago, five six years ago. But I was just like, he just was like, figure out what I want to do. And you know, at this time we were all living together. We had a lease and shit together and everything. And I was just like. And I ain't gonna lie, I was looking at him like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I was, I think, I ain't, it sounds crazy, but I think in that moment I was like, this is who I want to be with. Because he literally was like, go meet up with that nigga. Like, if that's who you want to be with, that's who you want to be with. I love you enough, I just want you to be happy. If it's not with me, then it's just not with me. I have to, you know, bite the bullet and keep it moving. And I was just like, oh, okay. Met up with that nigga and he was fucking lying still about the shit, <laughs> the shit that we broke up for or stopped talking more in the first place. But it's just like, with him I felt safe. Like, Are you looking for a safe space to anonymously discuss your sexual health and wellness? Have you been reluctant to seek the advice you need because you're concerned you won't be understood? Well, Blex app is here for you. Blex app is a low-cost mobile app that allows you to chat with skilled professionals about anything related to sex and relationships. You can get the advice you need anytime, anywhere. That means no more making and missing therapy appointments. Blex app. Get the sex and relationship advice you need that is provided with your melanin in mind. Like, but when you can like, but be I can completely tell you, honest with somebody about like the you're shit just that you like, got going on, like it makes you look at them different. Like, yes, like it's literally like you have blinds in front of them, but when you tell them something like, for instance, you told them, you know, you told him about your situation where it got physical and he was just there, you literally just took the blinds off the window and was able to look at it as clear as possible. Like that's the best way I could put it. Like when you're talking to someone and you tell them something and they're just like, okay. <laughs> That's a blanket response. Yeah. So that's you like, okay, like legit. Nigga, I okay, opened up about off. the you know what was going on and like 
he turned around and opened up about, you know, different situations that he's been in, you know, like, I can talk to him about any fucking thing. And that, like I've told you, like, that is, a lot of y'all, as y'all listen to the show, like, Tiffany and I are the same person, but we're night and day in a lot of situations, like, (laughs) I'm the meanest fucking person you can be. And I'm like the nicest fucking person. Like, I'm nice, don't get me wrong, but I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't have no problem with telling you about yourself. I don't have no problem telling you about your mom, about your grandma. I don't give a fuck. Like, it sounds bad, but it's the truth. So, I also, like she said in past episodes, like, I'm very, very daredevilish. Like, I'm good for trying shit, getting in shit, explaining how yes, I like, it. Yes, like, sidebar, I asked her for some advice about work, and I gave her a mild answer or a, a mild option or a wild option, and I don't know why I fucking asked her, because I knew she was going to go with the wild just option. Just ask her on the just, conference call. Just say the shit for everybody. Because <laughs> I just let me get involved. So, like, like today, like, I'm at work, the girl getting smart on me, so I messaged my coworker, like, do I have to fucking snack on this bitch? This is what I'm <laughs> She said was, shit in front of everybody. She was like, no, you're doing fine. I'm like, oh, okay, because I'm about to fucking cuss her ass out real quick. But you, okay, but you told me I don't got to, so I'm not. But that's just how I am. So when her, like, when I, like, when she asked me questions, she know, like, I'm going to give her a raw response because I've probably done the fucking opposite. Yeah, like, legit, <laughs> sometimes when I ask her already, things, I know, I know I don't know what her answer is going to be. But you be. got a good idea. Like she But I know wild. I know it's going to be some outlandish shit. But it's not like nothing crazy. It's going to get me in trouble. Jail. Like it's just <laughs> like it's it's you you either have a bold option or you got a weak option and her options are bold. <laughs> like I like I'm all for like I know like Tiffany and I have had some very deep talks and this situation I've been very open with her. Like this is gonna be a transition period. Like this is gonna be a time where you learn yourself. You're your new you. Like you're a mother now. You're single. You're in a different career. You're in a different financial like it's just so much that is not where you were when this first started. So it's gonna be times where you're gonna be doubtful because it's new. It's foreign. It's not the same. But these are the little things you need to look for because I've been there and I just had to fucking take it, you know, and I ain't had nobody to fucking ask because anybody want to listen to me. <laughs> but, but, you know, and just do. Like, you trust yourself, bet on you, bet on, you know, who, bet on whoever you talk to, whether it's Buddha God, fucking Cheeto Bird, like, I don't know. <laughs> whoever you want to talk to, like, just bet. And for real, for real, bet on yourself and you're going to be fine. Like, I'm never going to encourage, no matter if you're my friend or not, if you're coming to me for advice, I'm never going to encourage you to do something that's the lesser. I want to always push you to do the most right. because that's, you are capable of that. And for you, like you're in a situation where things are changing and they're so formed because they're not, they've never been done for you. Never. When you were alone in these past situations and trying to switch out to a, from a new relationship to be myself to maybe to someone else, you didn't have kids. This situation has kids. So it is a little bit more touchy. It is a little bit more Okay, I gotta make sure I calculate. It, I should say, but and so that doesn't take that, away from what you need to do to make you feel good, right? So speaking of that, when you know the physical situation happened, I didn't call the police because I didn't want my kids to to see that to see their dad like that. You know, right? I didn't I didn't want them to experience and I, that. I can't even be mad at you because it, I'm like, okay, look, and I'll explain why. But I can't be mad at you. I ain't hurt, you know? Yeah. Like, my feelings are hurt. I got some bruises, but I ain't hurt. Yeah. He can go back 
in the living room, in the you know, in the spare room, wherever yeah. he wants to go, you know, because like I said, we haven't been sleeping together since the beginning of the year. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want that commotion at my house at night and when my kids rest. You know, where my kids. It's actually traumatic. Like, and I didn't. I don't. I don't want to ever put my kids in a situation. That's a good thing. That's traumatic. That you know? Think of those. So, I've spoken about my parents in the past. My parents have been divorced. They divorced when I was in twelfth grade. Me in sixth grade. So that what eighteen years ago, twelve years ago, somewhere in there. So, um, my parents. That's a big gap, you know. Twelve years, eighteen years, but. <laughs> Well, I was in the 12th grade, so... Well, I was in the 6th grade, so that was... It's 2020, so that was 12 years ago. No, 14 years ago. So, whatever. I'm not a mathematician. I'm a psychologist, okay? Thanks. So... Look, we just work in the financial industry. We can't add... I don't okay? have to do that. I'm compliance-based. So, I don't have to calculate shit. So, um... When my parents... When they first broke up, like, my dad and my mom, like, they're both wild cards. They're both cancers. So, I don't know how they had a kid together, but we're two <laughs> on top of that. But, um, my mother and my dad are both firecrackers. Mm-hmm. So, when situations like that would transpire, like, cops usually were always fucking there. So, I literally can count on my hand how many, on my hands on my fucking toes, how many times I've seen the cops before I actually got in trouble. And I think that all correlates until how I was when I got in trouble. Like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to jail, I'm going to die. Like, I was just like so dramatic because I've seen, seen them seen so much. Right. So, I think that's a good thing that when, you know, you and him had that, that sparkle, you were like, all right, maybe I shouldn't call them. Like, and it don't make you crazy, it don't make you stupid. That's You're just able to assess. Right. Like, I, my situation ain't that bad. Thing. And then... Not just my kids, like, you see the police kill black men mm-hmm. all the time. You, anything and, could have happened. And you like, know, this one, this was me, this 2020 now, this was early 2000s, late 90s, my parents were doing this shit. I wouldn't, it was way different then. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be no. able to live with myself if some shit like that mm-hmm. happened. Like, no matter how I feel about you in the moment, like, I don't, I, I don't want that to happen. We share children. So... I think a lot of women too, it's a great point. A lot of women, when they have children, children with someone, kids, children, whatever, and they break up, they get so, have so much animosity build up, they forget that they share kids. And, and I what you're doing is not only affecting you, yeah, you're pissed, you want to fucking kill him, but y'all have kids. So how are you going to explain that to them when they're older and, and cognitive and able to understand exactly. that? Mommy and daddy didn't work out, but it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. And he has older children. So he is 17 years older than I am. (laughs) So he has children who are like four and six years younger than I am. Mm -hmm. And his relationship with them is not great. And I know that that affects him. And I don't ever want the relationship with my children to be the same. To be the same. And so regardless of what him and I have or, you know, don't have, he's going to always have a relationship with those that's kids. Mature. Because I know how much that affects him, you know? Yeah. But then that goes back to me being a caring person like I am. Like, I know that affects you. And yeah. so I would never intentionally do anything. To hurt you. To hurt you. Because we didn't when work it, out. When it got to me, I don't care about you as a person. Exactly. And... 
Some women don't approach it like that. Some women be like, fuck you. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking call cost you. Lock your ass up. Fuck it. That is so fucking dramatic. And it has nothing. It don't like, I mean, and it yes, doesn't have to be like that. Unless you fucking find to like, cut your wrist off or your it don't throat. Have to, that's it something don't have different. To be like but that. if ain't no blood being drawn, if you ain't in a situation where you can't, you feel like you're just completely unsafe, like you can't go to sleep, like a fucking trying to smother you, like that's a different story. Yeah. But, but if you're in a situation where, like, you know what, we both just fucking lost it. Let's take, get our corners like we do children. Let's reconvene and be able to be mature. Like, once we calm down, let's attend this conversation again and really try to work through our situation. Get the nooks and, and crannies out. That's basically what it was. Like, because sometimes it, we just be mad. Legit, after it happened, he saw me sinking into that dark place. Like, and he probably felt crazy. He, like, Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, so look, I y'all know I've been like I said like multiple times. Realizing. I've really, I've, I've really been on my spiritual journey, but I do still cuss and I do still fornicate. But he he working on me. I really think that that's why I'm in the house these sixty days because he like okay if she free, she gonna just bust it wide open. So I'm gonna just sit her in the house for a couple couple sixty days and. Yeah. I think he just wants us to really learn us. Learn us in this new transition. I think we're all in a transition. I think we're all in a flourishing. I think we're all in a place where we're learning something new, where we're trying to become something different. And we know we all needed a pause to let us yes. see that. And so I was, <laughs> when they first announced this shutdown, I was really pissed because I'm like. Y'all, I didn't know what to be. He's about supposed to be gone. Like, what do you mean? They, like, this is messing up all of my plans. All my, I'm like, like oh, what, he's supposed to be gone. gone. Like. Gone, like I'm supposed to be free. I'm supposed to be I'm like, Here she go living my best shit. life, like just peace in my household, and he still gotta be here. But then I took a step back and looked at things from a different perspective. This gives us a chance to work, work on that co-parenting mm-hmm. relationship, like work on like how we deal with the with the children individually as well as together if yep. that makes sense like it's like it gives y'all a, a cheat code really yeah like some parents be like we be gone we are deuces like we out but this gives us a chance like like right now like I'm recording with Ashley and he's mm-hmm. at home with the kids like this is stuff that we kind of been doing for like the last month or two but like we really see the dynamic like mm-hmm. he has time with the kids and I have time with the kids and then there are times where we like do stuff with the kids to get which like, is gonna how it's gonna be which, which is exactly how it's able gonna to move be again and move which is exactly <laughs> how it's gonna be so it's just giving us the opportunity to to get accustomed to it to to let the kids get adjusted to spending time yeah. with one parent and not the other without giving them the shock of not having both parents some there. parents, especially if you're like a really involved family, make that mistake. Like my mom and my dad, they have literally always, they always had opposite work schedules. Like my mom was always working hard and my dad, you know, was always in the streets where he could make his schedule. Right. In the streets. So when it happened, it was just like, I think I went through a shock because Dre is younger than me about six years. So when that happened, I was in a shock of my dad is always able to do whatever the hell I need him to do for me. They kind of broke up off a lot of things, but financial and that that very, you never know, that very surprising lifestyle was a big part of it. Right. So he kind of drifted away from that. So to see my dad with a normal job and or trying to be normal, to just not know him in this conflicted state was like, whoa. 
And then it was my, a shock for yeah, you. Yeah, like, and then my like, sister. Like, not only do I not have both parents here, but, but this now, nigga like, being weird. who is this person? And my mom is, like, who I always have seen her to be, but she's stressed, though. Her stress is a different person. Her not having the financial surplus is an issue. And it's taking a toll on her. Right. So, me now having to be a, a freaking co-parent to mm-hmm. my badass sister at the time, who's horrible but like it was just like like i was of age to help but it was just a lot so i think a lot of parents and i think my parents and i like knowing my mother's situation and knowing everything now like they had to do it then right like they wouldn't have been it just would have been a shit show i, I don't know where i would have been now but it it could have been handled differently like i think it could have been handled with less emotion on their part to be more mindful of us but i think it's good that y'all are doing it that way i'm I don't want to raise damaged and broken you don't. children. It's very like, hard. My mom not talk about that. <laughs> damaged kids. That like if if I can do hard. anything, like I don't I don't want them to be damaged. I don't want them to be broken because of some shit that I had going. And then on top of that, a lot of damaged kids don't always want to go to therapy. Right. So you know, say you didn't think about this, and you just handle it however you want to handle it, and they and then they get way. grown, and then yeah. that want to deal with their issues, like, yeah. and then they create, like, no, it's just a general that's generational trauma. No, you so don't I'm, want that. I'm stopping the shit here, you like, no, it's, 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 it's not good at all. I think that's very admirable because communication is key. People, I think, feel like it cuts off when you're not in a relationship, but it's always a thing, right? Y'all have two babies. We have two kids. We're going to always communicate in yeah. some form or fashion. Like, so, I think God is really using situations to make us more mindful of what we put in ourselves health-wise, what we put in ourselves mentally. Yes. What we deal with as far as, you know, what we allow. Like, I think, review your standards. Review what you want. What your goals are. Yeah. If you're getting displaced in work, maybe that job was just not for you anyway. Maybe you were meant to be doing something different. You've been putting it off. You better preach, ma'am. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me started. Because you're not Everything happens for a reason. Like, everything happens for a reason. I think people are just viewing it so wrong. Yes. And that is why it's not ending fast. Yep. He, like... And I hate to keep bringing it back, back to religion. Because I know that everybody's not spiritual or everybody's not religious. But... That's what it is, though. God wants you to see some shit. Like, wake yeah. up. You like, upset about your job, but maybe it's not the job you're supposed to be in. Maybe you're supposed to have been in grad school two, three years ago, and you just haven't. And you don't have any kids, so you don't have any excuse. You just got you just gotten used to your financial being. Maybe it's a matter of look. You were complaining about not having time to go to school, but all schools are online right now. So you have nothing. But you time. have nothing but time. Like you, you gotta look at this. Maybe you were caught up in your debt, but everything has been pushed back to the fucking end of the year at this point. So you got time to to save up some money to pay off your. Like you gotta look at it from the positive. Like take a pause, stop complaining. And really think about what it is that you have to be grateful for in this moment. What it is that you can come out of this moment just, being, being different in. Like, that just, there's purpose in everything. And I feel like there's purpose in this peace. Like, where mm-hmm. we're in this moment of peace and it's all for a purpose. I think as far as your situation, just think. You know, if Tiffany was a situation where that volatile situation happened... And she, it didn't go positive. Just thinking about being somebody that's in that situation now 
and they've been quarantined with that person <laughs> and you're stuck listen i i talked to carmen's teacher today it's carmen you know they've been okay for you know the last couple of weeks but to, today i just could tell that something was wrong with my baby yeah. Like, she just didn't look right. I'm like, she was cool. she's not sick, but something's not right with her. So, you know, I made her come sit in my lap, and we were talking. And I'm like, um, you know what? You know, I'm asking a series of questions to get her to open up. And, you know, she's like, she missed her teacher. She missed her friends. And so I text her teacher, like, you know, are you able to talk for a few minutes? Because, you know, Carmen's, you know, kind of missing you and her friends. So, you know, she talked to her or whatever. And so me and the teacher got to talking after she was finished, and I'm just like, I'm just worried about the kids who my mom said that too. are not safe at home. Like I have a few um, forget few the friends kids that I got counselors, and that's been their biggest worry too. Th- they giving out food to the kids that that's so you feeding at home. them, yes. But what about the kids who are abused I, at home? Like what about the kids whose school is their safe place? Like I, I just I think they're I gotta ask Rye, but I think they're doing like telework. Like where you like those kids that have like the special cases in the system are getting checked on. Okay, because like, I, but still, that's not the same. It's not. So yeah. like, when I talked to the teacher, she said it's funny that I texted her because she was actually going to be calling me tomorrow because apparently the district has their teachers reaching out to mm-hmm. the students. Mm-hmm. Um, like once a week or once every two weeks and they have a series of questions that they're going to ask and mm-hmm. I'm assuming that these questions will then go to their DCS workers if they have them. But like, are these parents going to really tell the fucking truth? My like, mom was like, my heart goes out. Or I was thinking that too, just from a you know a therapist standpoint. Like, right. You have these kids that school is literally their breakfast, lunch, and sometimes dinner. Depending and on how, safe what, space. Like, and there's like, remember when we were talking about that? I was like, yo, all these fucking parents bitching about being home with their kids. If I can get over it. Get there, your kids. Like, it shows you how many people, like, don't get me wrong, I love Kyla. I know y'all probably heard Kyla's ass crying his ass asleep just now. But I love him. I don't give a shit that he's home. He gets my fucking nerves. Don't get me wrong. So I'm on conference calls and he'd be like, can you play with me? And I'd be pissed <laughs> off. But I'd rather you be home with me and I know that you're safe, safe. than to be like, oh, no, you need I to go love, to school. Like, like no. last night. He don't got nowhere to go. So last night we was able to watch a movie. I fell asleep with them. But we was able to watch a movie as a family. Like Kyla was in there talking to us. Like Tifton had whole fucking tea parties with her kid. Like I think with this, like for her, she's having an overcooked relationship and she's just really learning how to deal with it. Like I'm legit. I think you had so much going on that before this quarantine, you would have never gotten a, gotten a chance to deal with it effectively. Yeah, and so now, although I'm working from home, although I'm teaching preschool, I have I got I got that time to just be still be and just mommy. and just think. So I got the time to to deal with the kids, but because they're home and I'm able to do stuff with them and you know set them up with activities, I also have my quiet time where I get to just. Think about me and think about the things that I need mm-hmm. to work on me, you know, so that, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, talking to this guy, I'm dating him so or whatever, fair. but when, when I move out of this fully, I know who I am. When you transition, you're the best Tiffany you can Right, be. like, when these 60 or 70 days since they said June 10, which so is technically 70 fucking days. Please, governor. <laughs> When these seven days, spring, that's when I have my best dresses. Listen, hold on. <laughs> Matt, 
when the master give us our freedom papers after these seven days. I'm tired. I, like I'm gonna time. be. I'm going we're to in the be. House anyway. We're both yellow as a bitch. I'm gonna be the the best version of myself that I can be because I'm legit Ew, taking boy. this time to find out who I am, find out what I like, find out what I re- really want and need yeah. out of another person as well as what I need in myself. And so, like, yeah, I'm. I'm just so happy. You I'm know, flourishing in in I'm this quarantine. All like, for a garden. I, listen, <laughs> I'm all for a flourishing plant. I want the quarantine to be over, but it's beneficial. But I'm I'm legit. Not only health wise, but it's you know. I mean, I am enjoying and trusting the process. Like I'm learning. I'm legit learning myself. I'm learning like I can shut down and mm-hmm. like. That I need to to be more vocal about what it is that I'm thinking and I'm feeling because people legit can't read my mind and if I don't speak it then they have the opportunity to create the story in their head and that's what you don't want. and that's what you don't that and that's that's what you don't want you because that messes never up things and so want to get them like that I I have been being the bigger person and you know stepping up and admitting when you know I've been wrong or I yeah. have caused certain certain situations to be the way that they have and I like the way that my life is going. So, you know, I'm I'm, proud. I'm sad that things had to happen the way that they did as far as getting physical and everything. But at the end of the day, it made me deal with passion mm-hmm. and then it know it, it allows me to pick up on things and traits and things going forward. So that I'm not in a situation like that again, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like, I think when we were younger and us being girlfriends then, it was like, I gotta get out of my girlfriend, got a nigga, what the fuck, I'm single, what the fuck. <laughs> like, once you have kids, once you get older, once you have just things that are more stable, it's and it, and it diminishes, it's like a bigger thing. Right. So, for you to be able to walk away and be like, this is what I want for me, you know you. You know you already as far as what you like and what you don't like. And you're still learning, but you have a general idea. Yep. And that's a good thing. I think us 21, like I know me for damn sure, mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck about any of these things. <laughs> like legit, like I said in the first Overcooked Relationship, like when you're 21, 22, you don't realize mm-hmm. how certain things mm-hmm. will and can affect your life. Like... Mm-hmm. Legit, you, you took psychology, your psychology, mate, your, your prefrontal cortex is not developed until your you're 26. Don't give a shit about shit. Like, so like the they shit, brought that shit up in court, okay, when I was facing my deal. Literally, the thing, like the mindset that you have when you're... I was like, okay, you're, Jeff, what you smart ass. The mindset that you have when you're under 26, 25 mm-hmm. is not the same as you have when you're... 27, 28, and so legit, I can see a total... You can see a shift. I, I, I see a shift. Like, I'm not the same person I was when I was 21 and I came into this relationship. Like, I've evolved. Like, I, I'm i legit, and like, I'm an adult. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a grown woman, and, you know, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is what I have to have, and if we can't work those things out, then it... I think it's a good thing. I think sometimes we look at our failures as detriments, and they're not. No, like legit, you you they're have to go through failures zones. to 
to legit see where you've been and to know how to move going forward. Like, legit, every failure just sets you up. For your setup. For your, like, legit, it just it just shows you what not to do the next time or how to do things mm-hmm. differently the next time. Like, it's, it's sad that sometimes you got to go through things like that in, in that order. But if I got to fuck up. To get a come up. To get a come up, <laughs> then, then, hey, then I'll, I'll do it. Like, I'll, 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 I'll do it. Yeah, of course. Like, I think women, I think mothers, I think women and mothers, especially mothers, those who are not with their fathers of their children, it's a, like, it kills them to not be with him. And it's just, like you said, you just show me what I don't need, what I don't want. Yep. It'll make me a failure because his father, her whomever, we didn't work out. And... I think a lot of women stay in things, like I said, on overcooked relationships that they don't need to be mm-hmm. because of those stigmas or those pre-precedents in their head, you know, and it's very big of you to realize that I don't need this motherfucker. <laughs> that sounds so harsh, but, but like, like legit, it's like, true. Like, I, if he decides tomorrow that he just wants to, you know, release all responsibilities, I'm going to be okay and the kids are going to be okay and they're going to be able to live a normal life. Like, I think a lot of women need to look at a situation like that. Yeah. They just, they just attack these relationships like they don't have an expiration date. And sometimes they do. Yeah, like everything ain't meant for, for forever. Everything is not meant to last forever. And like, the sooner you can get that in your head. Like, legit, some situations, some relationships are just to teach you lessons. Like Everybody is not meant to did, be in your life forever. Some people are seasonal. I, like legit that so, goes for your nigga so for me I kind of lived a, a pretty sheltered life like I grew up in church and my daddy was kind of strict like I didn't get to experience a lot of things that not necessarily that I should have but like yeah just I was sheltered and so this relationship <laughs> As bad as it may sound, but, but you were so sheltered and literally tapping into everything you wanted to know. I legit and you didn't get to know exactly. Like I've I've seen things that I would not have otherwise seen, and know that okay, yeah, that shit is not. Yeah, and who the fuck who cares? I want to fuck a hood nigga. What the fuck? Like what's like, up with that? But like, but seriously, like I've I've been in some situations and have seen some things that. Growing up, I would have never thought that I would have seen oh, situations yeah, that yeah. I would have never thought I would have been in. And my dad gave me the I just, every had. everything is a learning experience. Like I needed to see and ex- not that I needed to, but yeah, I needed to see and experience those things to know that that's not the life for me. But yeah, so we have a few things. So we're getting a YouTube soon. So you guys are going to be able to see all of our emotions and all of my faces. <laughs> that just makes me feel some type of way because I wow. really haven't been doing my hair during this quarantine. <laughs> As you can see, this look at my passion knots. They don't even twist anymore. They passion blocks. Look, you know my rap be flowing, <laughs> and I did my. No, hair. I'm behind knotless because I have so much time. I can try them. <laughs> no, like I, le- I legit did my hair, Ashley, and it was wrapped for one day, and the next day I had it in the bunch. I didn't even wrap it that night. Like, like I'm at home. Like my hair is suffering. Like I'm gonna need a haircut when this shit is over with because Bro. like I just keep it in a ponytail so I'm all the damn time. So no, it's okay because so, we're gonna mm. have a YouTube channel. Mm. And we're going to do tutorials by this. Oh, my God. Because I'm buying a drill and I'm buying a light. <laughs> I don't care what none of y'all motherfuckers say. Y'all got to listen to me because I'm giving out these gems, too. If y'all are bored, build a business. 
But when Tiffany Nash's business blows up, we'll fucking come talking to us. Because we're going to be salon owners and stuff, too. <laughs> because I'm going to have a drill for your nails. Because y'all know your bitches fucking feelings need a full set at this point. And we're going to be doing hair. And we're doing makeup, too. Thank you. So, speaking of businesses and, you know, coming out of the... I know we just rambling at this point. Like, we finished off a couple glasses of wine. And so... But anyway... um. Speaking of, of plans coming out of the quarantine, is y'all getting y'all credit right to pay off my debt? Oh, that's coming so up that, next. Oh, so that when this quarantine is over, my credit score is higher and I will be able to purchase a home by the end of 2021, okay? Y'all better get on it, okay? If you still got mm-hmm. these jobs and you don't need this check from the president, you better pay off it. some debt. Get smart. Like, you don't have to pay the whole thing. You can you can set up payment plans with your people. Like, you can set off, like, I'll pay a percentage Girl, of it and you cut the rest off. Let like, these motherfuckers talk, watch. Watch talk everybody going to have a car, though. Talk to these creditors and watch use that money car, wisely, okay? They're going to have a car. That's my gem for y'all. I love you. Bye. Yeah, see you next week. Toodles, bye. Have you been wanting to try new things in the bedroom but aren't really sure where to start? Are you hesitant or skeptical to visit sex stores? If you fit in either of these categories or are just interested in adding to your toy box of goodies, Blexbox is what you need. Blexbox is a curated subscription box with hand-picked sexual wellness products curated with your melanin in mind. Explore new and exciting products without ever leaving your home. It's literally intimacy delivered to your front door. So what are you waiting for? Get your Blexbox subscription now. Discuss the things that I go through personally, but... I knew that, I know that I'm not the only person who goes through, Mm-mm. who has been in a situation like this or who's going through a situation like this. And, like, legit, God told me that I needed to, to speak on it. Like I was on Tiffany's box. Like, legit speak on it. Like, open my mouth and I talk about what it is that I'm going through. And so, I, I had to. I kept telling her. I kept saying, like, too. When she told me what was going on, you didn't write about it, right? <laughs> like, okay, anybody that knows me, I'm always for you finding, like, what you're zen. Find an outlet. <laughs> I'm good for, like, I'm that therapist. Write some poetry. Write, write, write what's going on Start with you. Start a blog. Write a blog. <laughs> Record it. And I'm my friends to be like, bitch, what? I don't have a good phone. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to get it out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get caught up and be back. But for her... Like, that's always been our thing. Like, we were taking a break anyway with the pod. So, when the quarantine came, I was like, okay, great, we have an excuse. But I was like, you know, like, get into you. Like, you have such a great story. I bring, like, the fucking retard to the show, like, in the extra shit. Like, I just am fucking ruthless. And you bring the, like, I'm real, yes, but you bring the realest, too. Like, it is a different angle. And I kept telling her, like, just, just be yourself. Like, you have two babies. You've been with somebody that you thought was your forever, and they are not. Be open about that. Tell it. Explain how you feel. Be vulnerable. Don't think that you're being vulnerable is a sign of weakness because it's not. Your story is probably somebody else's story. You could probably help them respond way differently than what they're doing right now, and it could be way more positive. Like, that's the whole goal of this show. Yeah. We joke around. We be funny, but our, our main goal is to help somebody like, if I had somebody... To not go through the shit that we go through. Or to help them through it if they're in it. Like, like if I had some... Like, I joke around about my past relationship where I was the other woman. But if I would have had somebody like, bitch, you look fucking dumb. Like, he's not going to choose you anyway. I would have... Listen, 
Like, I mean, yes, it's a story to tell, but it was fucking draining. And it literally dragged me. So, if I had someone that could tell me about that now, totally would listen. So, I feel like this is nothing but gems. We we gotta we gotta speak our truths. We gotta keep coming back. And this and is your truth. Telling y'all the real. So yeah. So I'm gonna be that's what I've been doing. Been working on Cause Tiffany has a lot of things <laughs> that she can talk about. She's like, No, I wanna talk about nothing in my kids. Like, girl boo. <laughs> so like I be talking about some wild shit and I'm calm most of no I'm not. But I'm very wild. <laughs> but as far as like things I've been thinking, things I done did before Kyla. But and now I have to call it for real. But um I think we all can relate to both of us. Yeah. Like her and I have a lot of shit that we both can do. Like we both have parents that aren't together. Like we both have babies. <laughs> We're both yellow. We're both, both Aquarius. Like <laughs> we both like old shit. <laughs> so like, but we just have different upbringings. But that goes back to how we brought up so differently. But we're the same fucking person. Like, <laughs> li- literally. <laughs> so, like I know I probably mentioned in the last episode, but we have a new sponsor. Yes, Black. Black. We so, have the Black box and the Black and the Black app. So. We are, if you may have not caught on, we're on like a series, quote unquote. So, um, the episode before this and this episode, you know, they're going to be sex and they're going to be relationship based because that's what Blex is. Um, Blex is a mental health company for Africa. It's based upon an African-American company. So it's black owned. Um, and they're pretty much reviewing the Blacks at reviews, like anything sexual or mental health that you want to talk about, you're afraid to. And it's at the palm of your fingers. Like... Send the question and they'll respond to help you. Um, the box like, is no appointment, literally no nothing. nothing. Like download the app on Google Play or at iTunes your your hand, like at your to help you. <laughs> um, which we don't have that often. We have our therapist apps. We don't have apps where the therapist you pretty constant looks like you, right? Like they, understands <laughs> your stigmas. <laughs> they're they're there for you. Our melanated brothers and sisters. Hello, somebody. You know, like. You know, the Blex box is for us. And when I say us, I mean the niggas. <laughs> That's rude, but it's true. The Negroes, the niggas, the African Americans, the blacks, the melanin, like whatever. Like they're for us. Like it's it's shit that we need. Like there's condoms in there but they're extra large. Like we don't got the little dick niggas. So <laughs> That like we don't so know. I, I, <laughs> like when I saw the box too, I picked up one and I was like, okay. little, and I don't think they're extra okay. large like fucking mandingo <laughs> condoms, but but like they aren't yeah they aren't standard because because um what is it lifestyle fucking hurts from what I heard I don't wear condoms but I heard and yeah so they're not meant for black people and then, and extra large cannot doesn't have to mean length it can be girth too so. And then they have like lube. They have a lot of things. There. Look, you're at home on quarantine. This is the perfect time. So look, to check out, out the ads that we box. have and go check out their shit, y'all. Like they're really good and they're super dope. They're super down to earth too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So the next couple episodes will be pretty much rounded around that. So we're gonna try this out. Let us know if you like this whole series thing we're doing. I think it's cool. It actually mm-hmm. helps us stay on topic too. It, it really does because, like, then we we have a set amount of episodes that have yeah. to be about this, this, and this, yeah. and then we can just focus on that. So, like, y'all, so we've been we've been shouting out the, the email, 
and the Instagram. Have you got any DMs lately? Mm, recently, but they're like people talking about their show. Okay, let me tell you something about that. Since we're talking about hold that. on, hold on, let me plug this real quick. <laughs> Look, <laughs> y'all, yeah, about ourselves. Y'all, uh, email us questions, topics, yeah. suggestions. We need to know what y'all want to hear about. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll keep talking about the shit that we got going on, mm-hmm. but we want to know what y'all want to hear we because love to do research. We, we one, yes, one, we love to do do research because we're both bookworms, but mm-hmm. two, like. We're pretty sure that the shit that you want us to talk about, we can somehow tie it into some shit that we done done or done been through. all the same. Or to know somebody who done been through it because we're just like free spirited like that. So, confessions of millennial milfs at gmail.com. I'm not spelling it because you can see he the name in front of your face as I tell you guys every week. Confessions of millennial milfs at gmail.com. The Instagram. You got like Facebook. Confession. Yeah, it's like confessions of millennial milfs on IG. Alright, so tell us about these people in this in in DM. Oh my god, y'all! So I have no problem with supporting other pods, but don't D. You know, I take it back. Please continue to DM me, but DM me about my episodes too, because you be DM me asking me to watch your. I mean, not watch, but listen to your shows. What about my show? Yeah, what about that? We all. I give you a listen. What about my listen? How about listen for a listen? We do a pick for a pick. We all for supporting. We all for supporting, but you gotta support us too. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.